my real concern about products, whether it's NAD, CBD oil, or whatever, is that people are using these natural supplements like pharmaceuticals. Like, we'll just take this one thing and hope it all fixes everything, as opposed to actually taking the time to analyze what you need based on history, genetic analysis, and functional labs. Hello, and welcome back to Tech and Startups, the premier growth network for technology leaders. Let's get started. Thanks, Alex. So welcome to High Performance Entrepreneurs called The Fifth Freedom. Uh, we'll talk about the first four and, of course, the fifth in a moment. And this is about having more time, more energy, more money with way less stress. My background is uh, my I technically have 18 letters at the end of my name, but the most important ones are a doctorate in chiropractic and the Institute for Functional Medicine Certified Practitioner. So I'm a health and wellness consultant for entrepreneurs. I do virtual comprehensive uh, concierge coaching. I also am a cravings and addiction, addictions coach. And the reason why I am focused right now on entrepreneurs is because you guys are the risk takers, the visionaries, the job creators, the product developers, the ones that push society forward, pushing basically everything we have today that we have today that makes our society better, more livable, better longevity, better health, uh, things that are more interesting and possible are all because of entrepreneurs. We are the unsung heroes of modern society. And even though all of these wonderful things, we are the first that the world blames, misunderstands, or stifles. Most of the villains in movies and uh, movies and television shows are entrepreneurs, business people. They are, they are a very easy villain. And despite all that, we keep moving forward. So I'm dedicating this to you because uh, entrepreneurs are the people that are the spear tip of progress, despite everything else that happens. And asking the question, why be an entrepreneur? And the answer is freedom. Now, this comes from Dan Sullivan. Uh, all credit goes to him. Dan Sullivan's an absolute genius. Uh, strategiccoach.com, his website's down there. So I want to give credit where absolute credit is due. And he talks about the four freedoms of entrepreneurship, why, why we become an entrepreneur. And that has to do with freedom of time, money, relationship, and purpose. We want to be an entrepreneur because we want to control our own time, decide to do what we want to do when we want to do it, not a nine to five uh, card punching phenomenon. We would, if we want to take a month off or a week off or work for five years straight all the time, like we are our own boss. We want freedom of money. We uh, do all the things people won't do so that we will live the lives that other people can't. And uh, finances and resources is one of those things. Freedom of relationships, uh, the, I'm sure as uh, you, you know on this call, the more successful you are as an entrepreneur, the more you get to pick who you get to connect with and pick who you get to be around with and pick who you get to associate with, pick who your peers are, your mentors are. You get the freedom of being around more and more awesome people. And you also have the freedom of purpose. Uh, entrepreneurs at their core, they, they see a problem and they decide that I am going to fix this as opposed to complain about it, vent about it, uh, give up on it. Entrepreneurs are there to fix problems. And sometimes, hopefully, aside from just solving a problem, eventually it becomes we are fulfilling a purpose of which there are stacks of problems underneath but each problem is merely a step towards achieving some bigger purpose. My purpose in the long term, as I'll show in a couple slides future, is building, uh, and com building a complete online training facility to completely recontextualize and 
uh, re-engineer our understanding of addiction. This is not a talk on addiction, by the way, uh, but I've overcome two addictions in my life and I've come up with a meta model. Again, I'm not gonna talk about it at this talk. We can do it some other time, perhaps. I've come up with a meta model for addiction, which explains literally every other model of addiction out there so that all models right now are kind of competing with each other, but my model fits all of them in so we can collaborate. And to talk about addiction using the uh, updated science and research and new understandings of addiction that have developed since the inception of, say, for example, 12 step 80 years ago, lots of new things have come about and we need a change in the global conversation on addiction. For every addict, it affects 10 people around them. So if you can just do the numbers. Uh, if you affect, if, if I can help affect 500 million people with addiction, that translates to uh, 5 billion. That's half the population approximately in the next 10 years or whatever, or 20 years, 30 years, whatever it may be. So purpose is what's driving um, at the far end of just mere time, money, and relationship freedom. The issue around these four freedoms is that there's a fifth freedom, which is uh, my, my particular addition or to Dan Sullivan's work, is health freedom, is that entrepreneurs tend to sacrifice their fifth freedom, health, in the name of trying to achieve the other four. And we, the term we use colloquially is called burnout. And the, the trap is that the typical entrepreneur sacrifices health freedom with the, with the most, these are the most common you know, concepts. It's all on me. I have to stay up to finish this. I don't have time to insert whatever legitimate lifestyle habit we need to do. Not enough time. There's too much to do. I can sacrifice my health just this once, which usually turns out to just this once for the hour and then the next hour and then the next hour and the next day, 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 week, 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 month, 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 year, year, year. So health freedom is what is sacrificed. Uh, and the, the irony is that even if you achieve the other four freedoms, time, money, relationship, and purpose, your ability to um, sustain them and enjoy those four freedoms is predicated on how much health freedom you have left. So what is it for? Like you can, what's the line? People spend half their life to achieve wealth and then spend half their wealth to achieve back their health. So, the, the, the fifth freedom is, is a prerequisite. It, it can be sacrificed in the name of the four, but is a prerequisite to enjoy the fruits of the four. So the investment in one's health is actually an investment in the whole reason you're an entrepreneur in the first place. Now, my story came from being on the business end of an unhealthy entrepreneur, namely my mother. And she uh, she was, did not take care of herself and it was extremely stressful on the whole family. And it led to many, many things. Uh, I had severe insomnia, gut issues. I was assaulted uh, in school for about 10 years. Uh, fun fact, the dip, what's the difference between bullying and assault? Uh, if, if you're physically bullied versus physically assaulted, uh, the difference is you're under 18 and still in school. It's called bullying. If you're assault, if you're hit in the face and you're over 18 outside of school, it's called assault. That's the only difference I can think of in terms of physical bullying versus physical assault. So the problem was it wasn't taken seriously. Uh, people saw it, witnessed it, but it was, it was pretty rough. And I developed coping mechanisms, video game addiction and sugar addiction uh, as the two addictions I mentioned prior. Um, if you're wanting the you know, more harrowing details on 
how I came out of addictions and, and some more of the backstory of what led up to them. You can put my name, Dr. Sam Shea, into Google iTunes or sorry, into iTunes. Um, and I'm on a bunch of podcasts and addiction podcasts. So if you want to hear much more of that side of the narrative, uh, there was a point in my career where if you put Sam Shea into Google, I didn't come up, but some porn stars did. That led to some very awkward phone calls by people. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I had... I had a really, really bad burnout and I had to go on this cross-train journey to recover, not from addiction, but also from burnout. So I trained in, uh, I've been studying nutrition for over 20 years, mind-body medicine for over 20 years, I have a doctorate in chiropractic, three bachelor's degrees, a degree in acupuncture. Uh, I was trained also in some uh, functional neurology. I have I'm a part of two institutions for functional medicine, as well as some genetic certifications and so on. Uh, basically, for those of you in, who've done D&D, I'm, I'm multi-classed. And it was because out of necessity that I had so many things going on with me that, and no one particular discipline could explain it. And what happened is that in those journeys, I was able to figure out what, what was going on, but also make practical frameworks in order to now facilitate the transformation of the clients I work with today. And one of the things I realized was that the frameworks that are created actually apply across the entire spectrum of health and wellness. So there's the people who are chronically unwell and want to feel normal, you know, for example, those with chronic fatigue. And then there's the people feeling normal or symptom-free and are just wanting to cope and, and not at least have their performance not go backwards all the way up to what I call the health aspirants, optimal performers, entrepreneurs, biohackers, people concerned about high performance. The actual structure of looking at the 10 pillars of health and using functional labs and functional genetics, you use that same structure to assess no, no matter where someone is on the spectrum, the tools for analysis are the same. What you do from the end results of those analyses, that's different based on someone's individual situation but the tools are the same. Specifically, this is the main analysis, uh, analytical framework that I developed working with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, and autoimmune clients. And now, a lot of you listening here were like, well, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm, you, I'm probably a, a 20s to 40s male, you know, in this particular demographic that, Alex, you're, you're a part of. I'm 20s to 40s-ish male, reasonably good health-ish, you know, enough to function and be an entrepreneur, uh, why does why are we talking about some framework that was developed for some something that I have no relationship with, maybe tangentially because I have a relative that may have chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, autoimmune, or whatever? And I'm telling you, like, if this works on the toughest of the tough, imagine the same framework working on people who are trying to biohack and mine out the last 20% of whatever it is they're trying to optimize, right? So this is this framework applies across whatever whatever this spectrum. So it's been vetted on the toughest of the tough now. And I found that it translates beautifully to optimizing all those who wish to optimize. So the 10 pillars very briefly are brain and hormones. So that's optimizing brain function. Uh, hormones would be adrenals, thyroid, uh, sex hormones. Second pillar being bowel. This is looking at digestion and elimination, how well you chew, how well you poo. Uh, all of a lot of people who are entrepreneurs or into biohacking, they're like, oh, I got to take all these fancy supplements. And my question is, are you able to absorb them? Like, 
have we looked at that? Like what you spend all this money on good food or, or supplements or whatever it may be, can you actually absorb them? And there are functional tests to see, are you actually absorbing what you're putting into your body? Physical, the physical body has to do with untreated injuries, posture, chronic pain, bad dental work, bad dental work will ruin your life. Uh, and if you haven't had that experience, lucky you, but you probably know someone who does. Also, genetics is in the physical body pillar because the physical body is based on your genetics. That's what twins are. Twins of the same body because they have the same genetics. So the physical body pillar is what, that's where we analyze um, prior accidents, posture, uh, movement is more the fourth pillar and genetics. And then the fourth pillar has to do with, I call burst or burst training. By the way, if you, if you fast on your feet, you'll notice all the pillars begin with a B because my brain works like that. I like alliterations and frameworks and I do frameworking for other people as a side gig. Um, the burst is the B word for burst exercise uh, or high intensity interval training. And with burst, it's really a movement pillar. Are you moving too much, too little, uh, wrong type, not enough variety? As people are entrepreneurs, we spend a lot of time usually in front of computers. So, look, for example, I, I'm talking to you from a standing desk. Like, I just got a, um, a platform that elevates up. I just put right on top of the desk. It elevates straight up. I got it from, you know, Amazon, and it's strong enough to hold two external monitors on it. And it's quite sturdy. And so now I'm no longer sitting. And, of course, there's ways to, you know, MacGyver a standing desk for less than 100 bucks. You know, you just get a you know, only the finest two, two tier shelf from Walmart, <laughs> put an external monitor on top of it, pull it, puts, pull out some textbooks and put your laptop on top of it. So your keyboard is at elbow height, but you're looking at the external monitor because you mirror image the uh, external monitor to your laptop. So there's very cheap and simple ways to improve your posture for the long term instead of sitting and destroying your spine and, and hurting your brain from sitting too much. Fifth pillar is biotoxins and whether talk, this pillar is unfortunately becoming the, the larger, larger and larger problem as the years go by. Uh, chemicals, gluten, uh, uh, things that affect are in your food, preservatives, thing, stuff in the air, like half of the United States is on fire at the moment. And the smoke and particulate count is, can be pretty gnarly. And that's a biotoxin. The problem is like, it's not just the trees that are burning, it's other stuff that's burning and all that stuff gets thrown into the air and it's more than just smoke you're breathing in. So biotoxins, whether it's in the food, the water, the air, uh, off-gassing from, from carpets and paints, uh, other stuff, this is, this is a pretty tragic pillar. It's just getting worse and worse by the year. And, and I beg everyone listening is don't run out and do a detox. Like, please don't. Like the thing to do is to get the other nine pillars sorted out make your body more resilient and stronger because the detox is actually quite expensive on the body and difficult. Best thing to do is reduce exposure before you do a detox. Sixth pillar is bionutrients and that's the opposite of toxins. So that's nutrition, you know, fats, amino acids, um, vitamins, minerals. I also include oxygen and water because you metabolize those as well. So diet is in here. Now, just want to point out for those in the biohacker verse, a lot of times people just nuance into one particular thing, like it's all about diet. And that's not true. It's only one of the 10 pillars. One of the things I found when working with clients is that most people are really enthusiastic about one to three pillars at the expense of the other seven or so. 
And what is more valuable to work on? You know, you have your favorite pillar du jour that you're like at 80% perfection at, and you spend all your time trying to get from 80 to 90% or analyze the all 10 pillars and figure out which pillar is at 20% because the same amount of energy it takes you to go from 80 to 90% in one pillar is the same amount of energy to go from 20 to 80% in the other pillar. So I'm giving you the 30,000 foot view of biohacking, you know, how to biohack your biohacking, which is actually the name of my um, most recent ebook, which you guys can get a copy of. I'll show you how to get that. Uh, you can just, it'll be sent to you. The, to biohack your biohacking, you need to actually analyze the pillars and see what you need to work on that has been, what pill has been crumbling the most or what criminal has been, pillar has been like sledgehammered. So we have nutrition here. Breakfast is the seventh pillar, which has to do with routines, not just the morning meal. This question is going to come up, well, what about intermittent fasting? Shouldn't we skip breakfast? Because this is not all the thing we should be doing. And my answer is, okay, skip dinner. Don't skip breakfast. Why? Because when you wake up, your adrenal glands are secreting cortisol to make sure you have enough fuel in your blood to feed your brain. If you don't eat breakfast, that cortisol keeps going up, 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 and up. Now, a lot of people love it because like they get that energy buzz from cortisol, so they get a lot of stuff done. But the long-term expense of that is they burn out their adrenal glands. So if you want to do intermittent fasting, don't skip breakfast, skip dinner and get that 16 hour cycle or whatever it is, or have an early dinner four or five o'clock. And if you eat breakfast at whatever it is, seven and you eat your dinner at five, then you got a 14 hour fast and you've already gotten most of the benefits after, you know, most of the benefits of fasting after 12 hours anyway. So breakfast is also the bookmark for routines, evening and morning routines. Uh, one of the fastest ways I find to help people optimize their life is to figure out and optimize their morning and evening routines. Eighth pillar is bothers or stress in all its forms, relationship stress, financial stress, societal stress, spiritual stress, and it also includes the more mundane things like clutter, uh, too many screens, uh, watching the news, um, electromagnetic fields. Some people like me are sensitive to electromagnetic fields. Some people aren't. Bugs is hidden infections and mold. So a lot of people have hidden infections, particularly in the gut, but I spliced this out into a separate pillar because of mold. And uh, I lived in New Zealand for eight years, which is mold central because we're surrounded by water on all four sides with really bad construction. Uh, so mold is a huge issue, uh, can affect 10 to 25% of the population if you're genetically vulnerable. And this can ruin someone's life if they're vulnerable to it. So bad in testing for infections is real important. Tenth pillar is bedtime or sleep, quality, depth, duration, consistency. I was a severe insomniac for 12 years. I now get about an hour and a half of deep sleep to, and about an hour 15 or so of REM sleep in about a six to six and a half hour sleep cycle uh, uh, night, which is pretty good. And m sleep is actually the subject of not this next ebook, but the next one uh, that I'll be putting out there. I'm going to have an ebook on all each of these pillars. Um, so I'm just kind of working through one by one. So these are the 10 pillars of health. This is the framework, whether you're a biohacker or you're dealing with severe immunity issue, autoimmunity issues. Uh, I've created a survey that when clients work with me personally, there's about 20, 30 questions per pillar. And what that does is that I can very efficiently narrow down what pillars are crumbling, when and why, and more importantly, prioritize them to figure out what you need to do first, next, and last to get you feeling and performing better as quickly as possible, as opposed to being lured by the shiny object of whatever the latest 
biohacking nootropic is. Then we got to put all this in context of burnout. What is the cycle of burnout and frankly, all chronic disease? And if you understand this slide, you understand more than 80, 90% of all people when it comes to health. So what happens is that we have bad lifestyle choices or bad circumstances. I know this is a busy slide, but I'll break it down for you. Cause if you get this whole slide, then everything will make sense in terms of the long-term trajectory of what you do, how it affects your entire health, well-being, and performance. So 10 pillars of health, whether it's a bad choice or a bad circumstance, your body doesn't know the difference and your body will have a stress response, whether it's from being chronically constipated as I was for years or chronically sleep deprived or having crappy breakfasts or toxic exposure or having terrible posture from sitting playing video games or sitting in school or whatever it may be. Whether it's a choice or a circumstance interpreted by your genetics, your body will have one or more of the four adaptive responses, inflammation, inflammation, blood sugar dysregulation, tissue breakdown, or free radicals, or some combination. Now, which one is dependent on what genetics you have? You can have, two people can have the exact same lifestyle, but have different expressions because their genetics vary. Your genetic vulnerabilities are the fault lines you have in your health system. Like 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 a, a, a aluminum can has a fault line. So if you like step on it, it will collapse along whatever the weak point is there. The genetics are the same thing. If you have a lifestyle circumstance or choice that you do that's not good for you, it will crack along the fault line of inflammation, blood sugar dysregulation, tissue breakdown, or free radicals. So or or a combination. Now Acute adaptation is one thing. Being chased by a tiger as a hunter-gatherer, then you survive, then it's over. But chronic adaptation, like deadlines, stress of being an entrepreneur, skipping sleep, you know, eating on the run, et cetera. Chronic adaptation, interpreted again through your genetics, leads to damage to one or more of the three main body systems, liver, detox, gut GI, or neuroendocrine hormone. Now, are there more than three systems? Yes, I was trained in acupuncture but I can't put spleen on here because only acupuncturists would know what that means. And it's kind of abstract. So, but everyone can understand liver detox, gut GI and neuroendocrine hormone. So when you have chronic breakdown of one or more of these systems interpreted through your genetics, you will then experience symptoms, fatigue, low mood, indigestion, weight gain, cravings, insomnia, chronic burnout, chronic pain, or in a word burnout. Now symptoms leads to coping with bad lifestyle choices, which then begets more adaptation, more damage, more symptoms, more coping, more adaptation, more damage and round and round it goes. So that's the entire cycle of burnout. This is how people keep spinning down, 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 down. So what do we do? We analyze the lifestyle through the 10 pillars of health and reverse the thing at its root then we look at the genetics and identify what are the genetic weak points to prevent progression. So things don't progress from here to here to here. The genetics are the green arrows. Then we look at functional testing to see what is happening in the system now. Okay, how are your adrenals doing? How is your mitochondria doing? How is your liver doing? How is your gut doing? How is your free radical status doing? How's your blood sugar doing? We use functional medicine to identify what's happening now in the body and what, or what's going on with the organ systems. We use genetics to look at predisposition and future risk and implement the lifestyle-based recommendations based on the best science today. And then we look at the lifestyle 
to deal with the root cause of this whole thing. And when we know all three of these, then we can do a custom lifestyle uh, diet plan to just not only reverse anything that's going on here, but then create optimal health. So as an example, this is what like the genetics lab packages that I run. So we look at achieving natural weight, finding ideal diet, trigger foods, vitamin D and immunity. And for genetics, it's like we're looking at like, you have two good copy, you get a good copy or a bad copy from mom and dad. If you have two good copies, it's a green dot. If you have a good and a bad copy, it doesn't matter from which parent, which one you get. It's a yellow dot, two bad copies, it's a red. I'm vastly oversimplifying for those that are into genetics. But just to give you an example, like the achieve your natural weight. Now, some of you weight may not be an issue, but really it's like when we talk about nat natural weight, it's just a way to get people interested because what we're really looking at are the drivers of all disease and poor function which is inflammation, cell defense, vitamin D, methylation, cardiovascular health, and fat and cholesterol metabolism. And what we're looking at in this type of genetics analysis is we're not chasing an individual gene, we're looking at clusters. And this is what's unique about this method of genetic analysis. We're not looking at a specific inflammatory gene, we're looking at inflammation as such. We're looking at the 15 most important inflammatory genes and seeing are there a is there a pattern? Do we see over-initiation of inflammation over propagation or difficulty to quench. This is the new system of analyzing genetics, where then once we see if a pattern, then we can actually optimize with lifestyle, diet, nutrition, and so forth. And whatever the issue may be, even brain inflammation can affect your ability to be creative, affect your brain, all sorts of ways it can affect you as an entrepreneur. So too, we look at, can now genetically test for optimal diet. Are you best suited as a keto, as a paleo, Mediterranean, or high carb? These are things that we can test for now. What is your carb tolerance? I'm a two. I have the genetic tolerance for carbs of an Eskimo. So when I radically changed my diet to match my carb tolerance, my diet and health absolutely changed. Trigger foods, your relationships to gluten, lactose, alcohol. This one was a shocker for me, coffee. A lot of people doing bulletproof coffee, but if you're genetically vulnerable to caffeine, no matter how much coconut oil you shove into your coffee like I was doing, I'm still genetically vulnerable to caffeine-induced anxiety and depression, which is exactly what matched my experience. I was, I, it doesn't matter how much I buffered it with coconut oil, I was still a jittery mess you know, two hours later. Uh, salt, for some people, salt may be a trigger for high blood pressure, some not. So there's genetics in terms of labs, and then there's, um, so the genetics again is looking at the, the green lines, and then for functional testing, which is we're looking at the adaptive responses in the damaged organ systems, then we're looking at lab package, uh, looking at labs. So testing adrenals, gut health, mito mitochondria, brain and liver, and just checking all these different things that can happen just in a series of a few um, comprehensive labs. And there's even advanced labs that can also look at fatty acids, amino acids, you know, all these important things that make your brain function, your creativity, performance, everything that goes into not just your ability to perform as an entrepreneur, but your long-term health and well-being. Ultimately, again, to achieve the freedom that you want as an entrepreneur, time, money, relationship, and purpose. But what we need is the fifth freedom in order to attain, keep, and enjoy the other four freedoms. And the way we do that is by looking at the 10 pillars of health, looking at your genetics, and looking at functional labs. So if people are Wanting to know more, I have uh, a free ebook. You can just go to drsamshay.com forward slash biohacker and you can get.
get this ebook. It'll be put into your mailing, uh, your, your uh, email list. You'll also be on the mailing list to get my copy of my next book, You're Missing Genes, which you be able to get for free, where I go into functional genetics in a bit more detail. And if you want to uh, work with me directly, here's my contact. It's drsamshay.com forward slash contact. You can schedule a free 15-minute discovery call to see how I can help you achieve more of the four freedoms via the fifth freedom, which is this, you know, understanding the whole cycle and then implementing all the tools to get the four freedoms that you want. So there we go. There we go. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you sharing that a lot to hear. And I've been like taking notes and have these tips that I've gleaned. Uh, I have one question already mm -hmm. um, lined up, which is, are you able to speak a little bit about NAD NAD and its efficacy on mitochondrial health? Yeah, NAD is, uh, look, every, every year or two, there's a nutrient du jour that is very sexy, whether it's NAD, it was fish oil in the 90s, vitamin D in the early 2000s, and then probiotics, you know, rose to ascension in, in the 2010s. And then, then it's just this, the cycles are getting faster and faster. Like CB, I have a drawer, a freaking drawer of CBD oil that vendors are throwing at me too, because CBD is evidently the next elixir. And I just a little kind of over it. And it's not that fish oil, vitamin D, probiotics, uh, CBD oil or NAD isn't valuable, needed, essential, etc. But it's philosophically, it is not following the logic of what people actually need to do, which is understand, do they even need it in the first place? as opposed to treating, and people are coming at NAD like with a pharmaceutical philosophy. If I just take this one magic thing, one magic pill, everything will be better, as opposed to looking at the underlying issues of which NAD may be one of the tools to effectively help. But as we've seen with so many other things prior to NAD, um, People could just throw it into the system willy-nilly and maybe it'll help, maybe it won't. I mean, for people that NAD is like, if, it, if it, they're really missing it because they've got some real nutrient deficiency and that's they're, all their other pillars are doing well, you know, like all the pillars are operating like 80% or above, but their one bionutrient pillar was down to like 30% and the vast majority of that difference from 30 to 80 was an NAD deficiency. And then they take NAD, they'll feel absolutely amazing and they'll start selling NAD everywhere, thinking that that was the thing. And this is what I call magic bullet therapy. And the reason why people become magic bullet therapy enthusiasts is because of this, you can explain by this pillar model. Most is that if they had the one pillar the story is the same. I tried this, 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 and this, and nothing worked. Then I found the magic bullet. Let's say it's NAD. Then all of a sudden everything fixed, and this is the one true bullet. You need to buy this from my, you know, Mel Mel M downline or whatever it is. Like it's, it's, you can understand why people become these magic bullet enthusiasts. It also explains why people who are chronically unwell don't get better from the magic bullet, the genuine magic bullet experiences, is because if you're, if you have seven out of 10 pillars that are crumbling, and you just repair one pillar, are you technically healthier? Yes. Are you feeling any better? Probably not. If you're sitting on seven tacks and you remove one tack, are you healthier? Yes. Do you feel better? Probably not. It's the same concept. My real concern about products, whether it's NAD, CBD oil, or whatever, is that people are using these natural supplements like pharmaceuticals 
Like, we'll just take this one thing and hope it all fixes everything, as opposed to actually taking the time to analyze what you need based on history, genetic analysis, and functional labs. And so that's, that's makes a lot of sense. I'm wondering if my next question is going to be the exact same answer. It um, might. And it's about the benefits of taking cordyceps. Am I pronouncing that right? Cordyceps. And it's other cordyceps. adaptogens for ATP production. Yeah, again, it's this, it's, so, so what I'm not demonizing the individual mm -hmm. tactics. I'm talking strategy. You're talking tactics. Mm -hmm. So this tactic is only useful if it fits within the overall strategy. Like if someone needs cordyceps because they've got a hidden infection or they've got cordyceps is typically used to get rid of what's called dampness in Chinese medicine, which is a, which is translated clumsily into a hidden infection. Uh, and there's other things cordyceps does, of course, but the, the issue is tactics versus strategy. And I love cordyceps, but only if the functional testing necessitates it, you know, otherwise it's at best, it's a waste of money or it's a vanity project. You know, I'd rather allocate funds and resources and energy elsewhere to something that's actually much more needed. I'll give you an example. I just worked with someone this week who did the advanced lab package and it turned out he has acute lead poisoning. He had over double the upper limit of the fifth quintile of blood-based lead analysis, which is jargon for he's being poisoned by lead right now. And he is severely fatigued. He's got really bad depression. And he came to me initially like, well, should I, you know, should I try doing sun therapy for my depression? And I'm like, let's just do lab testing and figure out what's going on. And it turned out he has severe amino acid deficiency of tryptophan, which is, by the way, the precursor to uh, mel uh, serotonin and melatonin. So there's mood and sleep. He had severe deficiency in phenylalanine, which is on its way to dopamine production, which has to do with um, feeling joy. He had the worst lead poisoning I've ever seen. He also had mitochondrial retraction because his mitochondria weren't working, which means his frontal lobes aren't working properly. He also had severe fatty acid deficiency. I'm talking first quintile level uh, loss of all, all the omega-3s. Your brain cannot function properly without it. So like giving this man cordyceps or sunlight or whatever, like, no, the broad, like, like the, the advanced, like all of these, we found so many things in the advanced lab package that he would not have, like we found a bunch and he he'd riddled with infections, just riddled. Strangely enough, his adrenals were near perfect, but that's why we run clusters of testing to catch what's going on. His mitochondria was borked. His free radicals were double the upper limit of the fifth quintile. His, his glutathione uh, pathways were utterly collapsed. Uh, he had, but it's in the advanced mitochondrial test that we found severe deficiencies of fatty acids, amino acids, this had lead poisoning. Uh, was missed. He was very low on copper, selenium. Uh, I think he, he had beta carotene. It was alpha tocopherol, and his homocysteine was like double. So it's not about sunlight or cordyceps. It's about analyzing it. Then we can implement all the tactics we want as long as we have testing to show for it. So that's making sense. And what I'm hearing is, you know, you may be able to look at your situation and take some guesses based on what you've heard on TV or what you've researched or but, podcasts but really, or what's in the Oprah magazine, yeah. or whatever. And really you won't know unless you take an assessment. Um, I have a question in the chat about the, about taking an assessment. But before I ask that one, I, I might ask what, 
you know, of course, anyone who's concerned about their health could say, okay, let me just check it out because it's smart and I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm at a point where that's just a good idea and I'm able to do it. But are there some things going on in people's lives that they, they should call attention that, hey, it's, it's really good, be a really good signal to go and get tested and checked out? Uh, so are you asking me how would one know if it's a good time to go get tested? Is that what you're asking? Mm -hmm. Are there some, would there be implications of what's going on in someone's body or someone's life that would go, you know, good uh, idea. It has, to take it's actually even more simple than that. It has to do mm -hmm. if you want to or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's plenty of people who have uh, riddled with problems and they're just, they're not wanting to do anything. They're just happy where they are or, or happily miserable where they are. And there's people who are just, I want to be the best I possibly can. And, uh, you know, a concierge functional medicine approach is exactly the thing I want to do to figure out this next layer of towards my optimization. Like I work with a couple entrepreneurs, like as one guy I work with, who's a, a head of a law firm. And he came to me because he wanted to quote, stop the clock. You know, he didn't, he really didn't have much going on with him externally, but he wanted to do, he found out about me and he wanted to do testing. And on his advanced lab, on his advanced mitochondria test, he found he had not even first quintile deficiencies of fatty acids. He had below, he had like below the first quintile across the board. And he also had a really high free radical damage. And what happened was that it took some time to fix his, his fatty acids. His, what fats he did have were all damaged. They were like fried according to his uh, uh, lipid marker of lipid free radical damage. So we had to like flush his system first with uh, fat soluble antioxidants before putting in more essential fatty acids, I actually pulled him off of fish oil because whatever oils he was putting in his body, he was just smoking, like either become hitting that smoke point. And it, the issue was his, his digestion was terrible. When I looked at his stool, his fat level in his stool was sky high. He wasn't absorbing fats into his blood, which is why the fatty acids in his blood were so low. So what I had to do was actually fix his digestion flood his system with fat soluble antioxidants. So then it would be safe to introduce fatty acids back into his system. And then I got a, like four referrals about six months later when he went to a um, lawyer conference and his buddy says, what are you doing? You look 10 years younger. And he's like, I was just working with Dr. Shea because his skin changed. Even though he didn't come to you with skin issues, his skin changed because fatty acids determine the health of your skin. So it's, it, it's all like, we can, you know, nerd out for hours on individual cases, but it's people have to want the help, not need the help. And that's the fundamental question I ask when someone comes to me dealing with addictions. Like one of the things I love doing is working with entrepreneurs who have addictions because that, that is definitely one of my skill sets is, is helping. I love helping entrepreneurs. I love working with them, but there is a crying need for entrepreneurs who need support, who also have hidden addictions. And the thing with addictions just like with wanting to be healthier or more optimal is you have to want the help, not just need the help. You have to want it, not just need it. So the answer is, how would I know? Um, honestly, you can get help. You can be, you can be, you can have your performance improved through this methodology. If you don't have anything you feel is wrong with you and you can have, you can be pulled out of the muck, uh, with this methodology, the key is you have to have to want it, not just need it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a good lesson in, in working, choosing clients to work with in general. Uh-huh. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been burned by that many times. Yeah. Like, I do not work with, like, I've had parents come to, because I have a video game addiction background, all the time, it's all my son is, or my daughter is really stuck on social media or video games. How, can you help them? I, my first question is, do they want help or just need help? And there's a very long, awkward silence, usually by some nervous laughter. And they say, no, he doesn't want the help. And I say, I can't help you. This is, he, has, uh, he has to want the help. She has to want the help first. I'm sorry. I'll give resource. And then I tell the parents, the first thing you can do is you look at you. You, know, you, you set the model. Are you doing anything that's addictive or, or unhealthy relationship to some substance or activity or food or whatever? You set the model. Don't, don't look to fixing that, your, your child. You look to you if they don't want the help. You look to you first. So that's, that's what I tell parents. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Rich in the chat asked, um, wow, in, in thinking about packages for testing, things like that, um, what, what should people expect the costing of that? Um, also points out that, that a product called Viome is on the market, which um, is a little yeah. more. So no, sir, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm sorry, Viome, but I know of no, I, I personally know of no full on certified in the field, full on legit functional medicine doctor who uses Viome. Uh, the, we, we use, what we use is GI map. Uh, we use uh, GI FX. We use GI 360. We use CDSAs. We do not use Viomes. Viome is a direct to consumer product that I, I know of no functional medicine doctor uh, that uses it clinically. It's, uh, I, it's no, it's like, it's like the difference between getting a vitamin at Walmart versus getting something from a practitioner level only. Look, good for Viome that they're trying to make gut health a big thing. I, would, I don't use it. I don't know any of my colleagues that do for a legit clinical purpose. So sorry. In terms of, um, in terms of investments, look, the packages are catered to the person uh, and it, because people have different needs. That's why there's different packages. Uh, people can reasonably, in, to, if you're really serious, you can reasonably expect to invest several thousands of dollars on advanced level testing. But more importantly, it's, it's the interpretation. It's like a lot of people that, well, I can just find this test a little cheaper over there, over there. The test is not, finding the chest, test cheaper is not what's ultimately important. It's the quality of the interpretation. What you need is someone who has the entire big picture put together in who can explain all the moving parts and synergize them together in a cohesive narrative and has the cross training to be able to look across multiple dimensions of health analysis. It's very difficult and takes a tremendous amount of discipline and time to learn about gut health, hormone health, mitochondrial health, liver health, and then the morass that is genetics on top of looking at all one's lifestyle. So all of this is put together and what, what people are investing in is the quality of the interpretation. It's not just going after cheaper tests. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me, thank you. Um, and, and with the limited time we have left, as we close out, I'm wondering, let's say that, that anybody can um, experience this talk that we've had and they're motivated, they're excited, um, but they're not quite ready to jump all the way in. If, if we're on a budget of like, uh, let's, let's say somewhere between like, zero to 500 bucks and we're just like mm -hmm. i want to i want to try something experiment see where that takes me maybe on like the hundred dollar level what could someone do today to get started maybe okay that's zero easy so, i don't know okay so zero dollar level that's easy i've got over 70 youtube videos i'm on tons of podcasts i've got lots of blog articles like 
I've got so much information I put out there for free. Uh, and like, here's here, because to be really blunt, you know, the love, the quality of the individualized coaching that I do is affordable to only a certain type of person. And the way that I reconcile that ethically is that I put out tons of free information that, that change people's lives. I mean, tons and tons and tons and tons of information out there. So I've got, I've got free eBooks, uh, over a hundred hours of trainings through YouTube blog, YouTube's blogs and, and summits and podcasts and so on. So that's the free level. The smaller investment level is uh, I've got some online courses that run for 300 US that one is on addiction, one is on dealing with unresolved stressful belief systems, and one is on the 10 pillars of health. And then at the time of this recording, if people want to do just the initial, uh, the initial consult, if they want to do the 10 pillars of health consult, in which the deliverables will be, you'll get the complete prioritized analysis of what your 10 pillars are organized and then know exactly what to do in order of priority. And then also what lab packages are recommended. That's 500 US or 497 technically at the time of this recording. So you won't be able to do, you won't get the labs, the lab packages, but you will get the analysis of what pillars are crumbling, why, when, and which ones to work on in what order and specifically what to do within each of those pillars. And plus all the recommendations for what lab packages will be the next step. So that's what people can do for the 500 level. So there's a zero, 300, 500 level before you get up into the lab package um, level uh, price tag. And would you have, and as we close out, thank you for that. As we close out, would you have any words um, that you'd want people to take with them, whether it be about um, health, freedom, mitochondrial health, or maybe even um, your passion addiction recovery? The most important thing is to assess, do you want to move up this line or not? Because if, if you don't want to progress, then, then at this point, it's, you know, you're just information gathering. Wanting means taking action. And ultimately, you know, this is not about you. This is about your purpose. What are you here for? And as an entrepreneur, you're in a unique position to actually make a meaningful, lasting change uh, in your local environment, whether it's your family, your community, your country, the world, or some particular topic. For me, it's addiction. Um, and so anyone who invests with me, their money is not going towards some, I drive a 2008 car I got from my parents. Like I don't give a damn about that stuff. It, my vision is changing the world on addictions. People who invest with me, their money is going towards that vision. And you investing in your fifth freedom, your health, that's being putting, helping you towards your vision. So I want people to really contemplate how do you want to use your skills and position as an entrepreneur to achieve the purpose that you want? And then what do you need to do in order to get there as well as enjoy the fruits of them? And that's through the fifth freedom. My material is, my system is unique. And there's lots of extra training available for people. Um, at a minimum, just get my ebook. It goes through the 10 pillars in more detail. It talks about the testing in more detail. You'll also get the ebook on genetics if you want to learn more about the genetics. Uh, my invitation to everyone is, is think about why did you become an entrepreneur? What is my purpose here? And what do I need to do in order to fulfill that? Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Sam Shea, for joining us and giving us some insight on health, 
uh, and biohacking, how to think of it. I definitely got some key insights about how it might be a little more holistic than, we, uh, than we're drawn to. A little stray away from that magic bullet and uh, look at something a little bigger. So I, I appreciate that. We've learned a lot and we'll conclude here. Thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. It's, thank you for having me on here. I, I love talking to entrepreneurs. Oh, we do have one quick question if you have the oh, time. Sure. Uh, Sam in the chat here. It's what do you do? You have any recommendations for tinnitus? Oh, uh, uh, tinnitus. Uh, so yes, unfor yes. unfortunately, this is one of the most interesting things. This is tinnitus is one of the few conditions that cross over an agreement in terms of uh, from Chinese medicine and, and neurology. So in Chinese medicine, I trained under the, one of the best acupuncturists on the planet, Doctor uh, Doctor Tan. He said there's only three things that there's no guarantee acupuncture can actually help. Uh, one of them is tinnitus. The other, and in neuro all my neurology training, we learned that tinnitus is one of the hardest things to help also because the nerves in the ear are the most fragile nerves in the whole body. They, their depolarization is way more fragile than uh, relative to the other nerves. So um, the tinnitus is, is very, very hard to deal with. Um, there is no magic thing that I know of. Some people, it's, it's an integration issue and they need to get adjusted like i helped a friend of mine with a particular occiput adjustment and his three-tone tinnitus went down to one but then when i did that same thing on a bunch of other clients and patients in new zealand with tinnitus didn't do a damn thing so uh some people like it's it's difficult and i'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news but that is the reality confirmed by both west chinese medicine and western neurology um yeah Okay. I hope that's helpful anyway. It's good. To <laughs> it's good to know that. It's not that it's, it's hopeless. It's just, just have your expectations set accordingly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have trouble sleeping, uh, put on a noise machine. Don't wear earplugs. If you wear earplugs with tinnitus, it's going to be a nightmare. So it's, the difference is you have to have a noise machine on. It's really a trouble when, when one person, it's like someone sleeping as a couple and one has tinnitus and the other one doesn't. So, one person like and that person with the tinnitus like snort like so one person has to have the the sound machine on then the other person has to have their earplugs in in order for both to sleep so it gets uh yeah i'm sorry if you have tinnitus because it's a bear um yeah i wish i could end it on a happier note but <laughs> we'll cut this part out uh, okay, Dr. Sam, thanks so much. And thanks sure. to everybody who joined and who was able to uh, pull up some tips and ask some questions. I'm so glad we were able to do this. So thanks so much. We'll close out here. I will keep the um, the Zoom room open for a few more minutes if anybody sure. does want to hop time. in or chit chat. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording and, and, and that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Alex. We've gotten some fantastic insights on strengthening your team. But what about other ways you can strengthen your team? I've assembled an eight-page guide on the four quadrants of strengthening your team with key insights from more than 11 veteran tech team leaders. To get yours, grab the link below this video. I'm so glad you joined us today. If this video was helpful, give it a like. Go ahead and subscribe and hit the bell so that tech and startup videos continue to show up in your feed. I'll see you in the other videos.